Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. That's the game this morning. Lord, I am delighted to be here in your presence one more time. I am here once again to give you glory, to give you honor, to give you all adoration. Father, you are the God of all flesh. You are almighty God, all power in heaven and earth, underneath the earth, in all of the universe. Lord, they belong to you. And so, Father, this morning we declare that you are greater than the greatest. You are mightier than the mightiest. Father, you are bigger and above everything. Scripture says that you are the center, the center of the universe. We give you all the praise. Be glorified forevermore. Adonai, be glorified forevermore. King of glory, be glorified forevermore. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we come again into your presence to read our Bibles, we ask that you will speak to us once again. Lord, let your words fill our hearts and cause your name to be glorified once more in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Ayenike. We continue our harmonized study of the Gospels, the Synoptic Gospel, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then the book of John. We stopped yesterday on John chapter 14. A big thank you to everyone joining in this morning. God bless you. Bless you for your test, your test in this word. God bless you for your desire to know the Lord better. And I pray for you that your, your knowledge and understanding and wisdom of God will continue to increase in the name of Jesus. So today we continue that study. Remember that we currently are at the table. This is the last supper Jesus is having with his disciples. Why Matthew and Mark simply shared what happened at the table. Basically, um, the Last Supper, the communion, Jesus revealing that somebody was going to betray him. Okay, and of course, eventually, from John's account, gives him uh, a morsel of bread or bread and tells him to go ahead and do what he wants to do. No one knew what he was, what Judas was planning. And then Jesus talked about Peter denying him three times. Those were the focus of Matthew and Mark. Luke had a bit of, of the lessons, the lessons that Jesus will demonstrate in the book of John. And that was washing, washing the disciples' feet. In Luke, Jesus told them that they knew that among the Gentiles, they lord it over one another, but for them it would not be so. They were to serve one another. 
and that the greatest will be the servant. John practically demonstrates that in Jesus washing the disciples' feet and he tells them that this is how people will know that he is, they are his disciples by them loving one another. Okay, so those were generally Luke's teaching, but we see that in John the teachings were by far more widespread. He told them broadly and about different things, and I said that this is the longest teaching Jesus shared with his disciples directly. First of all, in John chapter 14, he comforts them, uh, tells them that he is the way to the Father, and promises them the Holy Spirit was going to come and take his place. The Holy Spirit was going to come and take his place and shares with them the work of the Holy Spirit. So today, when we read John chapter 15, he will continue to emphasize on the work of the Holy Spirit, but he will also speak about him being the vine and us being the branches. So what I will do today is we'll take John chapter 15, emphasize on the work, re-emphasize on the work of the Holy Spirit, and, and then just complete John chapter 15. Tomorrow, of course, we take John chapter 16 and um, the final parts or the conclusion part of his teaching in John chapter 17. So please open your Bibles, John chapter 15, the vine and the branches. Jesus says, I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. The number of times Jesus uses the word I am, it is humongous. Eh? I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. I think the last time we, we read the book of John, we said we wanted to underline the things that Jesus said that he was. I am the true vine. I am the good shepherd. I am the bread of life. I am the door. Okay, true me. He said that the shepherd comes in. Okay, um, and that whoever was coming in was the good shepherd. So here Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. The, the vine is where you would get uh, the source of refreshment or nourishment. Jesus says that I am the entire vine itself. Of course, he will tell them eventually that we are branches in that vine. He says, I am the vine, but my father is the gardener. The gardener is the one who takes care of the vine, takes care of the garden. He says, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. The gardener, the father, cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch, he says, while every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it will be even more fruitful. He cuts off every branch, every branch that does not bear fruit, he cuts them off. The branch that bears fruit. Jesus says the father prunes. To prune 
means to cut, to chip off, okay? To cut off, to make room, to make space so that the vine can grow new leaves, can grow new things, okay? So very importantly, Jesus is teaching us here how Christianity works. Our life itself works in Christ. When we are not fruitful, Jesus says the Father cuts off, cuts off that that branch. Jesus has called us to reveal him to the world. He has called us. We said at one time that each one of us, like those servants, those servants that received their minors, those servants that received their talents or their bags of gold, each one of us have been called to an assignment, something to do. Jesus says it is to serve one another. Now, he is giving us extra information here that when we are not fruitful, the father, the gardener, will cut us off. And that is why when we read the parable of the, of the bags of gold, I said the way we understand equity is not how God understands equity. You would think that the, 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 the king or the man would take some bags of gold from the one that now has ten and give to the one who, who, did, who did nothing with what he had, was not fruitful. But no. What did the man do? Aha. He said, take from him even the one bag of gold that he hid. Take it from him and give to the one that was fruitful. Learn this about the kingdom. Learn this about life. When you are not fruitful, you do not use what God has given you. Jesus says the Father will cut off that branch. But you see that the branch that bears fruit. Jesus says the Father will prune it. When you are pruning something, it is not, it is not interesting. In fact, be, to be pruned, when you are being pruned, it is painful. Yes, it is painful. But it does that so that you will be even more fruitful. Many of us will say, ah, it has not easy being a Christian. Uh, many of us will say, even though we have been, su- I have been successful, I have continued to experience different things in my life that just somehow makes it look as, as if I still always need God. That's God for you. And that's how life works for you. Okay? So the Father prunes us so that we will be even more fruitful. Verse 3 says, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. The words of God, the word Jesus speaks to the disciples here, the word Jesus speaks to us, makes us clean. The word of God literally cleans your spirit. He says you are already clean because of the word. The word I have spoken to you, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in the vine. Remain in me, sorry. So, verse 4 tells us that this is a choice, right? To remain means that it looks as if we can literally walk away. 
Yes, we can literally walk away. And this is my personal interpretation. As many as we hold on to Jesus, to their last breath, the Father will not reject. I'm telling you, I don't care who they are. If a robber on the cross with his last breath could hold on to Jesus, I know that these things might not seem fair you know, in the human eye. But the last robber's you know, um, entry into paradise would not have been fair to any one of us. Any one of us that knew that man, maybe he had killed some people in his lifetime. But on that cross, he was able to find mercy. And I say this morning, everyone that is willing to hold on to Jesus, hold on to God, remain in him. I'm telling you that the Father will not reject you. Jesus says, remain in me as I also remain in you. Guaranteed, Jesus will not leave us. Jesus will not leave us. The only thing that can possibly happen is we abandoning him and saying, I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm, no, I'm, 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 I'm getting out of here. Okay, That's the only thing that can happen. But as long as we remain in him, Jesus says, and I remain in you. He says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So it's a choice. And this is why we come here every morning to study our Bibles. We want to remain in him. Because as long as his words are in our hearts, his words resonate in our hearts. He speaks to us through his words. We are remaining in him. And as long as that is happening, uh, we will bear fruit. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. He says, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burnt. I pray you will not be picked up and thrown into the fire and then burnt to ashes. That would not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. But the secret is simple. Remain in him. Cherish your fellowship with him. And I'm tempted to, to make this a point of discussion this morning. But that would be one of the things we used to round up. Let us remain in him. Take our relationship with him as very important. Seven says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done. It will be done for you. You see how this thing works? If we remain in him as his words and his words remain in us, Jesus says we will ask whatever, whatever we wish we will ask and it will be done. That is because our relationship with him will be vibrant. You will know the will of the Father. You will have the Holy Spirit as a friend, as an advocate, and you will know what the Father's will is, his wish is. When you ask, Jesus says it will be done. He says, this is, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. 
It is the Father's glory to the Father's glory that we bear fruit. 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Now, is Jesus saying this just to the 12 disciples that were at that table, 11, I guess, at this time? No. He was saying these words to all, everyone who will come to accept him as their Lord and Savior. You will see later, he will clarify that. Okay? So, these words, I want you to see them as Jesus speaking to you, you, personally, this, this morning. Jesus says that as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Pastor, so in other words, I already loved you guys. I already loved you, Murphy. He says, now remain in my love. I loved you to the point I was willing to go to the cross and, and die for you. When, you. when you comprehend, you come to understand the love that Jesus has for you. I'm telling you, so many things will change. So many things will change in your life. Yes, if you know how much God loves you, it becomes very easy to love people. <laughs> Jesus says, now remain in my love. Eh? Remain in my love. Yes, you have tested my love. Let my love overwhelm you and live life through my love. He says, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's command and remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy, so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. His command is simple. My command is this: love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friend. You see, I said, when we get to heaven, eh? <laughs> there will be a lot of surprises. Because a lot of people think that, you know, what a lot of Christians think counts. We will get there and realize that they didn't matter. What will count eh? is his commands. And you see, that is command eh? It is expressly you know, sorted out in love. Okay? You do his command by loving. By loving. So when we get to heaven, I'm telling you, you will see that, eh, you see, those of us that are pastors, eh, <laughs> are ministers of God, mighty ministers of God, uh, you will see that we will not be the ones in front. We will not be the ones that are, in quotes, you know, glorious and shining like stars, rewarded for great deeds. Because his command is love. Uh, some of us, we see one, one old woman somewhere, one young girl who showed love to, to that boy who no one else could take care of or, to, or could love. And that mother, that woman was there to show love and heaven will celebrate her. Okay, so let's be very careful. What we count eh, after here is love. Jesus says, my command is this. Love each other. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. Jesus then says, you are my friends. 
if you do what I command. Right? He was laying down his own life for, for them. We ought to lay down our lives for one another. That's what Jesus is saying. Lay down our lives literally for one another. He says, I no longer call you servants. And he's talk- remember, he's talking to you. He's talking to me. I no longer call you servants. Because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Since you did not choose me, but I chose you. Eh? I did not choose Jesus. It was Jesus that chose me. Uh, Jesus chose you too. He says, look, I did not choose you. He says, you did not choose me. I chose you and appointed you appointed you so that you might go and bear fruits, fruits that will last. And so, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. When someone is emphasizing, re-emphasizing something, you know that thing is important, right? Love each other. Now let's look at the word 18 hearts. Because some people tend to be surprised why the world just hates Christians and wants to do all of their policies to hate Christians. Jesus already said it. He says, if the world hates me, hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Eh? The word hates us. So don't, don't be surprised when the word hates you. Remember what I told you. Jesus says, verse 20, A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. In other words, Jesus already, of course, remember Jesus told them this in John, John chapter 13, verse 16, right? <laughs> A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecute me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. So don't be surprised that uh, you share a message on your social media. It's as if people, people don't see it and walk past it. And you're wondering, why is it that people show so much contempt from the word of God? <laughs> Jesus says, if, they, if they, they, they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They didn't obey his teaching. He says they will obey yours also. 21. They will treat you this way because of my name. For they do not know the one who sent me. They do not know the one who sent Jesus. If they knew, they would not treat us the way they do. They do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sins. 23, whoever hates me, it's my father as well. Did you hear that? <laughs> you call yourself, whatever, wherever you call yourself, you say you hate Jesus, the Jesus that we preach, you have also expressed your hate for the father. Whoever hates me, it's my father as well. If I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sins. On that day, you will not be able to claim, Ah, see what Jesus has done in all the world. Look at the number, the millions of people, you know, that call on his name. Look at the millions of people that are healed, refreshed in spirit, soul, and body. 
Jesus says, if I had not done among them the work, among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. You will not be able to claim that day yet that you did not know that Jesus is real. He says, as it is, they have sinned, and yet, they have sinned, and yet they have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. They hated me without reason. Psalm 35 verse 19. Alright, so let's conclude this part. And it talks about the work of the Holy Spirit. I wanted us to take the work of the Holy Spirit here and refresh our minds with what is said in John chapter 14. But it's because you see here, the work of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life is so important. Okay? You can't make it without the Holy Spirit. From everything Jesus has shared with us, they rejected him, they will reject us. They hated him, they will hate us. And he was talking about the system of the world. Now, let's look at the work of the Holy Spirit. Verse 26, it says, when the advocate comes... So one of the first things we realize about the Holy Spirit is that Jesus keeps calling him the advocate. The advocate is the one, is someone who comes to court to defend you. So the Holy Spirit is like our defender. The, your advocate is somebody who intercedes, speaks on your behalf. The Holy Spirit is the one who intercedes on our behalf and speaks for us. Jesus says, when the advocate comes, who I will send, I will send to you from the Father. In other words, the advocate was not going to come until Jesus is with the Father. He says, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth. So we see that one of the names that Jesus also called, because this is how you get to know the person of the Holy Spirit better and better. He is your advocate. That's one. Number two, Jesus says that he is the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. You want to taste truth. You want the word of God to open up to you. You want to understand your Bible when you read it. The Holy Spirit is your guy. Your, the Holy Spirit is your go-to person. The spirit of truth who goes out from the Father. The Holy Spirit goes out from the Father. Jesus says, He will testify about me. In other words, you cannot know Jesus without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who testifies about Jesus. He is the one who opens up Jesus. See, it's like the way I, I see it. Jesus is always in, yeah, around you. In your life, Jesus is always there. He already paid the price already. But for many, it's as if there is something covering their eyes that they cannot recognize his love. The one who reveals that, who testifies, who reveals Jesus to them is the Holy Spirit. Jesus says he will testify about me. He says, and you also must testify for you have been with me from the beginning. So we see three things about the Holy Spirit there. It says Jesus calls him the advocate. Jesus calls him the spirit of truth. 
and jesus says that look he will testify he will testify about jesus to us let's just re- refresh our minds from john chapter 14 some of the other things jesus says about the holy spirit john chapter 14 just one just flip back one page in verse 15 john chapter 14 verse 15 jesus said in verse 16 he says and i will ask the father and he will give you another advocate in other words the 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 advocate here was going to be another like jesus jesus is the advocate of the disciples he is about to go and jesus was saying the father was going to send another advocate he says to help you and be with you forever so we see two works immediately we've already emphasized the advocate part we see two works to help you and to be with you forever the holy spirit will help us and will be with us forever the holy spirit will help us and it will be with us forever verse 17 the exact word jesus calls him in john chapter 15 the spirit of truth the spirit of truth you want to experience truth you want the word of god to open up to you your go-to guy is the holy spirit yes okay so it says the world cannot accept him and all and and all like that jesus says i will not leave you as often verse 18 i will come to you how will jesus come to us through the holy spirit all right skip down a little bit john chapter 14 26 verse 26 it says but the advocate the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name we teach you all things you see that the holy spirit is our teacher he will teach you all things and we remind you of everything i have said the holy spirit reminds us the holy spirit is our teacher the holy spirit is the one who reminds us he is our teacher okay so we saw earlier he says the holy spirit is our advocate he is the spirit of truth he will help us and will be with us forever is somebody not excited i'm excited at the works of the holy spirit now let's round up now we have learned something jesus said look remain in me right remain in me and let my words remain in you it's a conscious effort each one of us must put in from today remain in christ jesus said look if my words remain in you okay that's the secret let my words remain within you let the work of the holy spirit be alive in you and you find that you will remain in me my charge to somebody this morning take your relationship with jesus seriously take your relationship with the holy spirit seriously he is your advocate he is the spirit of truth he is here to testify about jesus he is here to teach us all things and to remind us about everything i want us to pray this morning holy spirit reveal yourself to me will you pray this morning holy spirit reveal yourself to me help me to remain in the father help me to remain in jesus lord we say thank you we ask for your help this morning holy spirit
We give you all the glory, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.